Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. You're listening to Drive Time here on Money FM 89.3. It is now time to have a look at closer, a closer look at those daily numbers, Tian Tian. Right. Um, here's a quick recap of how we started the day. Singapore stocks fell today following losses in the US and Europe. Uh, the Straits Times Index was down 0.3% in early trade to 3,246 points, some 331 million securities changed hands. Now, off to the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed down 0.62% at 3,234 points. In terms of value turnover, we are looking at $1.31 billion. Gainers trailed losers 223 versus 332. Top advances for today. Jardine Cycle and Carriage, Novo Telus Spec and Bukit Simbawang. Top decliners, New Incorporation USD, DBS and UOB. Now in terms of companies to watch, we have Chinese EV maker New announcing that net loss for fourth quarter of 2022 had widened to just over 5.8 billion yuan, which is around 1.1 billion Sing dollars. That despite an on-year increase in total revenue. Now meanwhile, we have more news from property developers, including OUE net profits doubling their year on year in the second half of 2022. Now, more market moves and views. Let's speak to David Chow, Director at Azure Capital. Well, David, welcome to the show. Hi, hello. Good evening, listeners. Hi, great to Titian. Hey, great to have you on, David. And let's Thank start you. with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the STI fare today? Okay, so as you said, you know, the Singapore market was down 0.62% today. And uh, and this uh, action is uh, sort of uh, mirrored from uh, for most of the other Asian markets. With the U.S. futures being in uh, negative terrain at the moment, you know, as we speak, uh, you know, I could uh, you know say that you know SDI could be said to mirror the direction of the U.S. market. Mm. So overall, market is um, trading on interest rates and inflation expectations at the moment. Mm-hmm. I do see investors, you know, bracing for further hikes ahead as, um, you know, personnel from the Fed, Federal Reserve, you know, have reiterated since last week and also for the past few days that more hikes are needed are needed to tame inflation. So they are really, you know, driving home the message. So, you know, as such, um, sentiment is, uh, of course, cautious for now. After all, we have just emerged from, you know, February, whereby the three major U.S. indices actually registered yeah. losses of between 1.1 to, to uh, 4.2%. Right. So, um, David, let's take a look at the biggest movers for today. Any surprises there? Okay, if I take a look at the movers, right, um, I think one stock which uh, really surprised me would be the likes of uh, Sam Dara Shipping. So ah, I'm, okay. I'm sure this stock actually will appear in your list. Yes. So basically, this uh, company provides uh, integrated shipping, ports and logistics services in Indonesia. So mm. this stock actually went up by around 6% today. So ah, the okay. reason why I'm surprised is uh, actually at the resilience of its share price. I mean, yes, they did report a good set of results uh, just a few days ago with uh, net profit after tax going up by a massive 150% year on year. And with that, they have also announced a bumper dividends which which you know, brought total dividend to the for the year to thirty two cents, more than double the fourteen cents which they actually pay out the year before. So um, my surprise really lies, you know, when I look at some of the shipping in indices such mm-hmm. as the uh, Baltic Dry Index as well as the WCI Composite Container Freight Index, you know, yeah. both of these indices measure shipping costs. Both of them have fallen to you know pre COVID levels, you know, in mm. back to you know where they were in December two thousand and nineteen. So you know, as we know, we stock market, um, you know, <laughs> been forward looking. Yeah. So you know, 
I'm not so sure you know, why the why the stock is so well supported. You know, perhaps you know the market is knowing something which I may not know at the moment. Right, and uh, zooming in on some of the companies to watch as well, David. Chinese EV maker Neo reported that fourth quarter net loss widened to just over 5.8 billion yuan, which is around 1.1 billion Sing dollars. Uh, any concerns there, given that sales and revenues remain fairly healthy, at least on the surface? Okay, um, I believe to a certain extent, you know, the pure EV makers, you know, are still in the early stages of you know expanding their capacity, mm. and you know, you got to uh, put in new investments, uh, and uh, losses, uh, you know, should be expected. And you know, this has been, I believe, has has been well communicated to the market. So, right. uh, looking at the consensus numbers, you know, for uh, new, you know, going forward, you know, it seems that they will only be profitable in the fiscal year 2025. So that will be about um, two years. Away, so the question remains whether this widening net net losses would mm. be the consensus number. Uh, you know, for me, for one, uh, you know, the net profit mm. forecasted in two thousand twenty-five could be reduced, or in mm. the worst case scenario, you know, the this profit profit profitability could even be pushed back beyond two thousand twenty-five. Stocks were down some ten percent, though. Any uh, is it worrying to you? Um, I'm looking at the big picture whereby um, I see more and more uh, entrance into the uh, China EV market. Uh, okay. And um, there's also an ongoing price war. Mm-hmm. So starting this year, you know, the form players are actually uh, launching an offensive strategy with you know many mm-hmm. EV models in the pipeline. So, uh, you know, I see the likes of uh, BMW, Mercedes-Benz, you know, Audi launching about 20 new EV models in perhaps launching the new EV models into the Chinese markets this year. Mm. So um, one, one thing's for sure, competition is, hit, is hitting up. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with David Chow, Director at Azure Capital. Well, uh, David, let's take a look at property developer OUE. Net profits for second half of 2022 almost doubled year on year to $101 million. Also, uh, proposing there a final cash dividend of 1.5 Singapore cents per share. Any thoughts on that performance and what's your assessment of the property stocks here in Singapore right now? Right. From the financial numbers alone in the uh, second half of uh, FY22, I mean, we are looking at a broad-based improvement in all its segments. Under its real estate uh, segments, which consists of uh, investment property, hospitality, you know, redevelopment, redevelopment properties, uh, we are actually seeing uh, you know, plus 10%, more than 100% growth, and a plus 69% in their revenue respectively. Mm. Also, uh, its other business segments such as healthcare and consumers also you know, saw its revenue going up by more than again more than 100% respect, respectively so it's a good set of results but uh, it's one that you know we could come to expect especially uh, when it's coming off from a low base you know when we're comparing it to, mm. uh, to the low of FY21 yeah. so um, nonetheless the fact that the company could register strong growth is a testimony of its strength mm. but also you know we shouldn't I'm hoping the investment committee wouldn't, you know, expect, you know, this the same set of results to be repeated in the near future. I see. And uh, well, David, let's take a look at some of the headlines around the world. South Korea's semiconductor inventory rose at the fastest pace in almost 30 years in January. What does it say about the global tech slump so far? 
Okay, if you look at the uh, this uh, high fastest pace in almost 27 years in January, once you look into the numbers, you will see mm. that this uh, chip stockpile has have actually jumped 28% from a month earlier, mm. which is the biggest increase since uh, I believe it's February 1996. Yeah. So on a year-on-year basis, uh, it's more worrying because the stockpile has actually increased by a massive 40%. Mm-hmm. So this seems to me like uh, it's an issue of uh, oversupplying amid a softening in demand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, to be honest, it's not surprising. And you know, and more so if you know, one has been tracking, you know, what the local tech players have been saying. And I'm referring to uh, investor favorites such as uh, AEM, mm-hmm. you know, which uh, in its uh, recent uh, earnings uh, conference has uh, has actually you know guided the market that you know it has a weak outlook in place. And it's also guiding for a drop in revenue as his uh, key customer, I believe, is affected by you know weak demand for consumer mm-hmm. electronics. So as a result, the inventory is holding uh, has actually increased by eighty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So if you think the semi, the Korea yeah. semiconductor, you know, has increased stockpiles by forty percent, well, this eighty percent is going to beat this uh, comfortable, quite and, comfortably. Yeah, and it's surprising to see that reversal because just maybe a couple of years ago or during the pandemic, we were just talking about this protracted chip shortage. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and uh, well, speaking of chips, I can't help but think about EVs again. And David, we must talk about this before we let you go. Elon Musk continued to make the headlines. Um, Tesla just had its Investors Day and Tesla has promised to cut vehicle assembly costs by half. Elon Musk himself also touted next-generation Teslas. What's the outlook for the company, in your opinion, and from what we know so far from its Investor Day? Okay, I mean, I can't remember a long enough time period whereby Elon Musk uh, doesn't fall under the spotlight. You know, it's like how companies like to give out teasers for their new products. Uh, we could be looking for a new generation of EVs from Tesla. Mm. But, uh, you know, before that happens, um, you know, un- until there's a tangible blueprint in mm. place and, you know, properly presented to the public, I would prefer to be conservative and, you know, not to get too excited mm. about it. Right. After all, Elon Musk is a person full of uh, twists and turns when it comes to him. Uh, thanks very much, David. That was David Chow, Director at Azure Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.